Good morning and welcome to the product of IT Cybersecurity Daily number 265. It is Tuesday, December 15th, 2020. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and DHS and Treasury hit by CyberTech using SolarWinds Orion. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to another edition of the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily. I apologize for not having a Monday edition. The life just got the best of us this week, and uh, we weren't able to record for Monday. And really too bad because of some really big news which we're going to talk about some of today um but in the meantime wherever you're listening to this if you could like share comment or review that would be spectacular spectacular and it would help us grow um help us reach more people and if you're a hipaa compliant business you need a business associate or you're a um, covered entity you can go to facebook and or linkedin type get hipaa compliance into the search and join the group where we talk about HIPAA. Makes sense, right? Let us jump into the news. Microsoft Office 365 credentials under attack by fax alert emails. This is on threat post. Emails from legitimate compromised accounts are being sent to numerous enterprise employees with the aim of stealing the O365 credentials. Researchers are warning of a coordinated phishing attack that targeted numerous enterprise organizations last week. The attackers behind the attack leveraged hundreds of compromised legitimate email accounts in order to target organizations with emails which pretended to be document delivery notifications. In reality, the phishing attack stole victims' Office 365 credentials. The widespread use of hundreds of compromised accounts and never-seen-before URLs indicate the campaign is designed to bypass traditional threat intelligence solutions accustomed to permitting known but compromised Counts into the inbox, said researchers with abnormal security in a Monday analysis. The attack starts with a lure convincing email recipients that they received a document. The email impersonates businesses like eFax, which is an internet fax service, ma- making it easy to receive faxes via email or online. One sample email uses the legitimate eFax branding and has an email title Docs Daily Delivery Number. Dash zero 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 three three five one nine seven seven. It tells recipients you have a new fax, and includes a small picture that is a sample image of a fax that recipients apparently received. The email also tells recipients to click the attachment to view and contains a link in a button that says "View Documents." The email appears to be legitimate, and even has the tag at the bottom that markets eFax's plans, telling recipients tip switch to an annual plan. It's like getting two months free every year. Call 800-958-2983 or email help at mail.efax.com. The above sample is one of the many similarly crafted campaigns that originate from multiple compromised accounts, said researchers. The reason the bypass works is because the compromised email accounts are known and trusted by organization based on prior and legitimate communications. The embedded URLs redirect to fake, never seen before Microsoft Office 365 phishing pages, said researchers. Hundreds of these phishing landing pages have been detected and are hosted on digital publishing sites like Joom, Weebly, and Quip, they said. The landing page, again, includes a sample fax image, caller ID, and reference number, and again tells recipients to view, view document. Here, the attacker attempts to legitimize, legitimize the campaign with official-looking landing pages similar to those used by eFax, said researchers. 
when the employee clicks this Next, View Documents link, they are taken to the final credential phishing campaign, making detection and prevention of this campaign more difficult. When one email is detected and caught, the attackers appear to be running a script that changes the attack to a new impersonated sender and phishing link to continue the campaign, said researchers. Microsoft Office 365 users have faced several sophisticated phishing attacks and scams over the past few months. In October, researchers warned of a phishing campaign that pretends to be an automated message from Microsoft Teams. In reality, the attack aimed to steal Office 365 recipients' login credentials. Also in October, an Office 365 uh, uh, credential phishing attack targeted the hospitality industry using visual captures to avoid detection and appear legitimate. Finally, earlier this month, the spear phishing attack spoofed Microsoft.com to target 200 million Microsoft Office 365 users in a number of key vertical markets, including financial services, healthcare, and manuf manufacturing, and utility providers. So again, I'm going to say this. Uh, don't click on links. Just navigate to the site. So in this case, navigate to eFax and check there. If there is a fax waiting, it'll be there. Bleep the computer, you probably heard, but Google did suffer an outage early yesterday morning that impacted YouTube, Gmail, Google Classrooms, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, Google Drive, Google Maps, Google Calendar. When attempting to access YouTube, users are seeing or were seeing loading screen and error message. There was a problem with the server 503 tap to retry. Similarly, users are also or were also unable to send or access the emails using Gmail for Android and iOS. POP3 access to Gmail and ability to access Gmail website is was affected. Um, this shows mostly in Europe, but again, it was very early in the morning, so probably didn't impact, impact the U.S. too, too much. Um, it was resolved, I would say, before 8 a.m. Eastern. Google confirmed that was resolved by 9 a.m. Eastern. So um, there were actually schools that had two-hour delays because of Google Classroom being unavailable. So just to put things into perspective, no idea of what caused the outage. Well, if there's an update to that, then we will, of course, update you. Also, Bleepy Computer Subway Marketing System hacked to send TrickBot malware emails. This is Subway the Sandwich food chain. Subway UK has disclosed that a hacked system used for marketing campaigns is responsible for malware-laden phishing emails sent to customers yesterday. Starting yesterday, or this is actually Sunday now, Subway UK customers received strange emails from Subcard about a Subway order that was placed, included an email where links to documents allegedly containing confirmation of the order. After analyzing these phishing emails, it was discovered that they were distributing malicious Excel documents that would install the latest version of TrickBot malware. TrickBot is a nasty malware infection that allows attackers to steal saved browser passwords spread throughout a network, steal browser cookies, steal RDP, VNC, and PuTTY credentials, and much more. Even worse, TrickBot may eventually provide access to Ryu Kirkanti ransomware operations. As these emails contain a customer's name and were using email addresses that some users created specifically for Subway, Subway it caused suspicion that Subway had been breached somehow. When we contacted Subway yesterday about this phishing campaign, we received a response that alluded to a disruption of some sort on their email systems. We are aware of some disruption to our email systems and understand some of the guests have received an unauthorized email. We are currently investigating the matter and apologize for any inconvenience. 
As soon as we have more information, we will be in touch. Until then, as a precautionary measure, we advise guests to delete the email a Subway spokesperson told Bleep a Computer. After sending multiple emails to Subway about the disruption seen under system, the company disclosed that a server responsible for email campaigns had been hacked to send out the phishing emails. Having investigated the matter, we have no evidence that guest accounts have been hacked. However, the system which manages our email campaigns has been compromised, leading to a phishing campaign that involved first name and email. The system does not hold any bank or credit card details. Crisis protocol was initiated and compromised systems locked down. The safety of our guests and their personal data is our overriding priority, and we apologize for any inconvenience this may have caused, Subway said in a statement to Bleepy Computers. Subway has also started to send disclosure emails to affected customers that states that the customer's first name and last name were exposed in the attack. If you received this email and mistakenly opened the malicious Excel document, you can check for the current version of TrickBot by opening Task Manager and looking for process name Windows Problem Reporting. If that process is found, click on the End Task button as shown in the red arrow below to terminate it. Now perform a thorough scan of your computer using antivirus so- software and clean anything that is found. So. Um, Subway apparently compromised. I'm hoping that it doesn't come, turn out to be bigger than that. Hopefully that was the extent of it. But um, if you have a Subway account and you receive that email, especially if you're in the UK, just know that um, it was phishing. And if you open the document, you are probably going to install TrickBot on your system. All right, and you've probably already heard as well. Maybe you haven't. I don't know. We talked about the cyber attack on FireEye last week. It turns out that is a lot bigger than originally thought. The Department of Homeland Services, or Homeland Security, sorry, and the uh, Treasury Department were also included in the cyber attack, and this is probably going to be even bigger than that when this is all said and done. The attack occurred through SolarWinds Orion, which is a enterprise um, monitoring software, which used to, you know, monitor systems like computers, servers, network equipment, so forth. That software was compromised, and it was a. They're saying it was. Um, nation state attackers so let's just go through this this is on threat post this is being reported everywhere this is going to be a big deal the attack was mounted via SolarWinds orion in a manual targeted supply chain effort the u.s department of homeland security plus the treasury and commerce departments have been hacked in an attack related to the FireEye compromise last week according to reports in addition defense contractors and enterprises were caught up in the attack FireEye said which carried carried out using supply chain attack targeting a SolarWinds network management platform. The Russian Foreign Intelligence Service is believed to be the culprit. People familiar with the matter told the Wall Street Journal. Hundreds of thousands of government and corporate networks have been open to potential risk, making it a notable attack that goes far beyond a garden variety espionage attempt, that sources said. Commerce Department has confirmed that its National Telecommunications and Information Administration was hit, while the FBI said that it was appropriately engaged. Chris Bing, a Reuters reporter, tweeted out that DHS has also been confirmed as a victim. And DHS is short for Department of Homeland Security. The Russian Embassy in Washington, D.C., meanwhile, said that the report are unfounded attempts of the U.S. media to blame Russia. 
On December 8th, FireEye confirmed what CEO Kevin Mandia described as a highly targeted cyber attack. The attacker was able to access certain red team assessment tools that the company uses to test its customers' equipment or customer security. Mendia said that based on the techniques and sophistication of the attack, he believes state-sponsored actors were behind the attack. The attacker was primarily hunting out data related to certain government customers, according to FireEye. The hack used a novel combination of techniques not witnessed by us or our partners in the past, he said. Now the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency said that the cyber attackers were able to infiltrate both FireEye and the government agencies via Trojanized updates to SolarWinds Orion IT monitoring and management software. The updates were pushed out between March and June, meaning that the attack has been going on for months. CISA has instructed all federal civilian agencies to cut off the use of Orion and to check for network compromise. And so now that means there's no monitoring of any systems unless they have some backup monitoring in place. The attack appears to be possible thanks to a zero-day bug, researcher said. It's not clear whether this is a flaw that SolarWinds totally understands yet. Brandon Hoffman, CISO at NetEnrich, said via email, if they do, a fix needs to be issued immediately. If not, it may be worth shutting down that system until there is one. This may seem like overkill, but the risk is obvious, especially for targets considered higher priority. We still don't know how and we still don't know enough to determine if the attackers have been completely rooted out of the breach systems or even if the full extent of lateral movements are known. SolarWinds acknowledged the bug in an advisory over the weekend, saying that exploitation of the issue must be done in a narrow, extremely targeted, and manually executed attack and was likely the work of a nation-state. Users should upgrade to Orion Platform version 2020.2.1 HF1 to protect themselves, it added. The scope of the attack is for now unknown, but it could be wide-ranging. According to its website, SolarWinds has over more than 300,000 customers around the globe, including most of Fortune 500, the Secret Service, the Defense Department, the U.S. Post Office, the Federal Reserve, Lockheed Martin, PricewaterhouseCoopers, and the National Security Agency. FireEye said in a blog post late Sunday that government consulting technology telecom and extractive entities in North America, Europe, Asia, and Middle East have all been affected. We anticipate that there are additional victims in other countries and verticals, FireEye said in, in its blog. FireEye did not link the attack to Russia, but said it was tracking the campaign as UNC 2552 or 2452 and characterized it as a currently ongoing. The cyber criminals are highly skilled, and added, with the operation exhibiting significant operational security. The attackers were able to use SolarWinds Orion core business layer DLL a SolarWinds digitally signed component of Orion software framework, which is a plugin that communicates via HTTP to third-party servers, according to the firm. The bad actors were able to trojanize the plugin to inject a backdoor that FireEye is called calling Sunburst. Once the malicious update is installed, the malicious DLL will be down, will be loaded by the legitimate SolarWinds processes, making it difficult to detect. After an initial dormant period of up to two weeks, it retrieves and executes commands called jobs that include the ability to transfer files, execute files, profile the system, reboot the machine, and disable system services, according to the company. The malware masquerades its network traffic as the Orion Improvement Program protocol and stores reconnaissance results within legitimate plugin configuration files, allowing it to blend in with legitimate SolarWinds activity. The backdoor uses multiple obfuscated block, block lists to identify forensic and antivirus tools running as processes, services, and drivers. Chris Krebs, former head of CISA, prior to President Trump firing him for saying the presidential election was secure, 
noted that companies using solar winds should assume that they have been compromised. And that's a safe assumption. Um, shut down solar winds, Orion, until you can update. I would, you know, I know it's not optimal unless you have some type of backup monitoring software, but you are at severe risk right now if you're running Orion, especially not the updated version. And a couple of four HIPAA breaches here. 60,545 members of Tufts Health Plan have been protect have have had their protected health information exposed in a phishing attack on the Vision Benefits Management Company IMED. The phishing attack occurred in June of 2020 and was discovered by IMED on July 1st. Access to the breached account was terminated the same day, but that was 11 days later, or I don't know, June didn't give a date in June, so it could that could have been a whole month. IMED notified Tufts Health Plan about the breach in September. Compromised the email account contained the following types of protected health information, names, addresses, dates of birth, phone numbers, email addresses, vision insurance account identification numbers, health insurance account identification numbers, Medicaid or Medicare numbers, driver's license or other government identification numbers, and birth or marriage certificates. Partial of full social security numbers and or financial information, medical diagnosis and conditions, treatment information and or passport numbers were implicated for some individuals. Affected, affected individuals have been offered a two-year complimentary membership to credit monitoring and identity protection services. Uh, two proton radiation therapy centers in Tennessee have been impacted by security incident. The attack occurred in the early hours of October 28th and affected the Proton Therapy Center LLC in Knoxville and NTPC LLC in Nashville. The attack has caused continued disruption to some clinical and financial operations, although care continues to be delivered safely and effectively. Efforts are underway to mitigate the attack and established backup processes, including offline documentation methods, have been adopted. The investigation into the breach has not uncovered evidence so far to indicate patient or employee information was copied, accessed, or misused. St. Paul, Minnesota-based Live On Family, that's spelled L-I-V, Care Center is notifying 1,580 patients that computer equipment containing their protected health, health information was stolen in a break-in on October 25th. The thieves stole computers, laptops, and tablets that contained information such as patient names, dates of birth, addresses, social security numbers, medical records, and other information. The devices were password, protect, password protected but not encrypted, so it's possible that the PHI could be accessed. The break-in has been reported to the law enforcement, but stolen computer equipment has not been recovered and probably won't be. Um, not encrypting, again, especially laptops and tablets, but everything. Silly. It, and it doesn't, it really takes only a few minutes to encrypt. Albuquerque, New Mexico based, uh, I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time talking today. Albuquerque, New Mexico based Presbyterian Health Plan is notifying 3,557 plan members about a mailing error that saw letters misdirected to other health plan members. On October 1st, letters were sent to plan members advising them about recommended health screening for managing their health care treatment and provided contact information for care coordination. Those letters were addressed to patients by name, but were sent to other members' addresses. The mailing did not include any social security numbers, financial or credit card information, or any information contained in medical systems or any other health information. So four different breaches, four different causes, a little bit of everything, a little bit of a hodgepodge here. Um, you know, we, we carry on to see another day, I guess. 
That is going to do it for the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily. So until tomorrow, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay secure.